Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. The following episode of The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd was recorded in front of a live audience on July 26, 2009 at Comic-Con International in San Diego, California. It's time once again for America's favorite show, The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd, brought to you by DrFloyd.com. Welcome to The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd Live. We begin this episode of the show with... Hold on a second. Who are you? I'm the special guest narrator. Where's our regular narrator? He was here earlier. Well, yeah, he was, but then he heard that there was a Doctor Who panel at the same time as this show, and he's such a big fan that um, he didn't want to miss it. Wait a minute. They scheduled two panels about time-traveling doctors at the same time? It seems to be the case. You know, that Doctor Who panel is going to be pretty cool, too. The stars of the show. Okay, okay. What are you trying to do? Clear out this room? Sheesh. Sorry. sorry. It's okay. Please continue. All right. We begin this episode in beautiful San Diego, California. It's Sunday morning, July 26, 2009, and we find ourselves in the opulent lobby of the luxurious U.S. Grant Hotel. Sitting in the gentle stillness of the air-conditioned air, we find none other than our hero, the world's most brilliant scientist, Dr. Floyd. And his faithful robot companion, Chips. Boy, I tell you, Chips, this is the way to, the exper- to experience Comic-Con, sitting in the hotel lobby 10 blocks away from the convention center. Oh, it certainly is relaxing, Dr. Floyd. It's also nice to rest my feet. Even though I'm a robot, I believe I wore my gears out with all that trumping around we did yesterday. I can't believe Dr. Grant wanted to go back over to the convention center again today. He was up early in his Jedi Knight outfit to get over there when the place opened. Yes, I know he really wanted to go to that Doctor Who panel. <laughs> you know, the special guests of that panel are... Stop mentioning the Doctor Who panel. We want to record this show in front of a sea of empty chairs. Oh, sorry. You know what's really ironic, though? The U.S. Grant Hotel here was the site of the very first Comic-Con. Really? I can't imagine all those people fitting in this hotel. Well, back at the first Comic-Con, there was only 300 fans who showed up. 300 fans, eh? Yes, that was at the very first Comic-Con way back in 1970. Of course, it wasn't called Comic-Con International back then. It was called the Golden State Comic-Con. Oh, were there any special guests? Oh, yes. Let's see. There was sci-fi author A.E. Van Vogt, comic book legend Jack Kirby, and novelist Ray Bradbury. Wow, interesting. 300 fans and three special guests. A far cry from today's spectacle, that's for certain. I'll say... Excuse me, sir. Here's your orange juice. Oh, thank you. And a quart of oil for the robot. Oh, thank you. My, my, a little umbrella and everything. Fancy. (laughs) As Dr. Floyd and Chips enjoyed their chilled beverages, let's turn our attention from this idyllic scene to the busy convention floor at Comic-Con International, where we find none other than that dastardly 'er ne'er-do-well evil mastermind, Dr. Steve. 
And his sock-shaped assistant, Fidget. Okay, there are just too many people here, Fidget. No, it's not fun. It's crowded, it's noisy, and not one person has asked to take a picture of me in my Tribble costume. (laughs) And to top it off, I was about to get an autograph from legendary professional wrestler and the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, the Honky Tonk Man, when my pen ran out of ink. I'm beginning to think the day would have been better spent using the time and space travel device to make a time jump and pilfer some important historical artifact from history. Wait a minute, Fidget. I just got a brilliantly evil idea. Let's kill two birds with one stone. Let's go back in time and steal a pen with some sort of historical value. Then we'll jump back here to the present and get the honky-tonk man's autograph. And then sell that historical pen on eBay. Borrow another pen? You lack foresight, Fidget. Quick, to the time and spaceship. To the Appomattox Courthouse in Virginia. The date, April 9th, 1865. What happened there? We're going to steal Ulysses S. Grant's pen. The pen used to sign the letters that ended the Civil War. <laughs> Dr. Steve and Fidget raced to their time and spaceship. As they do, let's travel back in time to Virginia in the year 1865. The place is the Appomattox Courthouse, and the two men standing talking to each other are none other than the two Civil War generals, Ulysses S. Grant and Robert E. Lee. You know, know, Robert, we served together in the Mexican-American War. Yeah, I know. I remember that well, Ulysses. (laughs) See... Do you remember that one drill sergeant we had? Oh, I enjoy Fillmore. How could I forget? He was so strict. <laughs> yeah. yeah, marching drills at daybreak. Oh, boy, my feet are still sore. <laughs> good times, oh, good yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we should get down to the business at hand here. Huh? Right. En- ending the Civil War. Look, I propose that your army should lay down their arms and we can end this terrible war. You know, sir, I agree. We can't go on fighting. It's time to heal the wounds of the country. Now, perhaps we should put the terms down in writing to make it official. You know, you're right. Let me just get some paper here. Well, good idea. Uh, yes? Uh, Sorry to bother you, sir, but the pen repairmen are here. Pen repairmen? I I didn't call any pen repairmen. Did did you, Robert? No, I did not. Uh, They said they have an executive order from the president to check all government pens. Uh, Mm. All right, Parker, send them in, I guess. Government bureaucracy at work. (laughs) Can you believe this, Robert? It's part of the reason I wanted to succeed, that's what. (laughs) Uh, Right this way, please. Ah, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, We're from Scribbles and Nibs Pen Repair, Inc. Uh, Get it? (laughs) Get what? 
Never mind. I'm Steve Scribbles, and this is my sock-shaped apprentice, Fidget Nibs. We've come to check your pens. Well, I'm Ulysses S. Grant. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. Oh, and you must be General Lee. I am. I love your cars. My, 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 my cars? Yes, bold choice welding the doors on every model shut. Now, uh, we don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, we just need to have a look at the pens in here. Well, we have this one that we were going to use just now. Ah, let me see it. Oh, yes, oh, the, the BIC-45. Excellent model. <laughs> uh, Nibs, see to this pen immediately. Oh, this should only take a minute. Uh, Nibs is new, but he's very fast. Oh, he just hired on? Uh, yes, uh, we got rid of our old pen inspector, J.J. Loud. He kept saying we should make the transition to ballpoint pens. No one knew what he was talking about. I see. Oh, excellent. Uh, leave the pen on the desk there, Nibs, and, and let's take our leave. Nice meeting you two. Goodbye. Yeah, nice enough, fellas. Yeah, okay. Let, well, let's write these terms out and see if... Hey! What's the matter, Ulysses? My pen, it's gone! Why? I thought they left it on the desk here. Well, it's not here now. Parker! General Parker! Oh, shoot. Yes, sir? I think those two stole our pen. <laughs> Find them! Yeah, Doc Find them! Dr. Stephen Fidget have made off with Ulysses S. Grant's pen. How will Generals, Generals Grant and Lee wrap up the Civil War without something to write with? While we await the answers to this question, let us return to the lobby of the U.S. Grant Hotel, where Dr. Floyd and Chips are still relaxing. You know, later on we should go out for a nice walk along the beach. Oh, sounds like a plan, Dr. Floyd. Then we'll be back in time to pick up Dr. Grant and get back to Saddle River City. Excuse me, another quart of oil, madame? Oh, thank you. As Chips reaches out for the new can of chilled 40 weight, there's a strange whooshing sound. Whoosh. Everything around our heroes starts to spin. Ah, what's going on here? And when everything stops spinning, Dr. Floyd and Chips find themselves sitting in the middle of an empty lot. Hey, what happened? Where'd the hotel go? Dr. Floyd, according to my sensors, the U.S. Grant Hotel has ceased to exist. Ceased to exist? Yes, apparently there's been some sort of change in history, and the U.S. Grant Hotel was never built. Well, how can that be? Ulysses S. Grant Jr. built this hotel and named it after his father as a memorial to his ending the Civil War and subsequent presidency. Well, that's true, Dr. Floyd, but it seems in this present timeline, the Civil War never ended because Ulysses S. Grant and Robert E. Lee couldn't find a pen to sign the papers to end the war. They couldn't find a pen? No. Apparently, Ulysses S. Grant's pen has gone, had gone missing after a government pen repairman and his sock-shaped apprentice had come in to repair it. Pen repairman and his sock-shaped apprentice? Yes. And if you change the word apprentice to assistant, what do you get? You get Dr. Steve and his sock-shaped assistant, Fidget. What are we going to do, Dr. Floyd? Quick, to the time and spaceship. we got to get back to April 9th, 1865, and stop Dr. Steve. Our heroes race off to their time and spaceship. As they do, let's return to the Appomattox Courthouse in 1865, where we find Ulysses S. Grant and Robert E. Lee in a heated debate. Yeah, well, listen, as far as I'm concerned... 
This is all you're doing, Ulysses. You lure me here to end the war, and then you just sabotage it by not having a silly pen. I assure you, Robert, this is no work of mine. This smells of a plot by the South to humiliate the North. Oh, wake up. You can trust me. South has no need to steal the North's pens in order to make them look foolish. You can do that handily out in the battlefield. Oh, is that a fact? Yeah. (laughs) That, my dear, is indeed a fact. Well, then, why don't we head out to just take care of this? Come in. Uh, sir, we caught two suspicious characters sneaking around the courthouse. We believe they may have something to do with a missing pen. Bring them in immediately. General Parker exits and returns momentarily, leading in Dr. Floyd and Chips in restraints. So, looks like we've got ourselves some thieves. We aren't thieves, sir. We just arrived to help you find your pen. Likely story. How did you know our pen is missing then, huh? Uh, well, we just knew. The only people who knew about the missing pad were in this room. Hmm, maybe you're not thieves after all. Maybe you two are spies. Do you know what the Union Army does to spies? Yeah, <laughs> whatever the human, uh, Union Army does, I say whatever, I say myself, whatever the Union Army does, it's probably child's play compared to what the... Southern Armley does to spies. I'll tell you what, Robert. Let's have a little contest to see who can be the harshest to these traitors who apparently don't want the Civil War to come to a civil conclusion. That sounds like a plan. I see. I see. It sounds like a plan to me, sir. As as Dr. Floyd and Chips tremble at the thought of what will be done to them, let's turn our attention to that evil mastermind Dr. Steve and his sock-shaped assistant Fidget who are currently hiding in the bushes near the courthouse. Can you believe our luck, Fidget? Dr. Floyd and that pesky robot of his were captured by those soldiers. I bet they think that it is they who are responsible for the theft of the pen. Oh, this is so perfect. With Dr. Floyd being captured in 1865, not only will we be able to return to the future, use this pen to get the honky-tonk man's autograph, and sell the pen on eBay for a tidy sum, we'll also have free reign to plunder history for all it's worth, and no one can stop us. Is that so? Dr. Stephen Fidget spin around to see an imposing figure standing behind them. You! But how did you get here? Never mind that. The game is up. You two are coming with me. Dr. Steve and Fidget have been captured, but by whom? Those mysteries will reveal themselves soon, dear listeners. For now, let's update ourselves on the condition of Dr. Floyd and Chips. What do you think, Robert? Drawn and quartered? Perhaps. Or possibly the firing squad. Honestly, we came here to help you find the pen. Stop your groveling. We don't need to... uh, (laughs) Come in. Uh, Sir, we've got someone here who says they've solved the pen case. Really? Uh, Set him in. After a moment, Dr. Steve and Fidget are pushed into the room by none other than Dr. Floyd's young protege, Dr. Grant. Dr. Grant? Hey, Dr. Floyd. Chips, 
Uh, General Grant, uh, General Lee, sirs, um, I, I have these two ruffians here who are the culprits behind your pen's disappearance. You mean the pen repairman? Well, that's not true. We didn't do anything. Empty your pockets. Do what he says. Dr. Steve reaches into his pocket and pulls out Ulysses S. Grant's pen. My pen! Hey, you were right. These are the thieves. General Parker? Yes, sir? Release these two immediately. Uh, and please accept our apologies for detaining you. Don't mention it. Just make sure that you two bring an end to the Civil War. Now that we have the pen, sir, we will. General Parker, take these two into custody. Uh, excuse me, General Grant, sir? Yes? Uh, not you, Dr. Grant. I'm talking to General Grant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, General Grant, why don't you let us take care of these men for you? We'll make sure they get their just desserts. All right, sounds good. This way we can focus on ending the war. You know something, Ulysses? You may want to get one of those little chains to attach to the end of the pen so people can't steal it. Hey, that's a great idea, Robert. Yeah. Dr. Floyd, Dr. Grant, and Chips lead Dr. Stephen Fidget out of the room and back out near their time and spaceship. How did you get here, Dr. Grant? Well, I was waiting in line for that Doctor Who panel at Comic-Con. You know, the one with the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Special guest stars. We get it. Mm. Uh, well, anyway, I saw Dr. Stephen Fidget walk by, and I heard them mention a time jump. I knew they were up to no good, so I got out of line and followed them to their time and spaceship. I grabbed onto it as they were making a time jump, and here I am. I stopped them right before they were able to get away with the pens. Well, we're certainly glad that you did. Yes, there's no telling what would have happened to us if you hadn't arrived. Ah, don't mention it. All in a day's work for a loyal Jedi Padawan. <laughs> oh, brother. I guess the only question now is, what should we do with Dr. Steve and Fidget? Well, uh, how about letting us go? Uh, yeah, well, we could do that. But I don't think that's a very good idea. I think we should... Dr. Floyd, duck! What? Dr. Grant, why'd you tell me to duck? Because there's a little duck right there. You see him? <coughs> oh, yeah. Look at him. He's cute. Uh, Dr. Floyd? What is it, Chips? I don't mean to interrupt your adventures in ornithology, but you've just let Dr. Stephen Fidget escape. Dagnabbit! I'm sorry. I just get so excited when I see waterfowl. <laughs> it's okay, Dr. Grant. Well... I guess we'll get back to the future and make sure that U.S. Uh, Grant Hotel has been built. And that's just what our heroes did. Upon their return to San Diego, they found the U.S. Grant Hotel was indeed built and all was back to normal. What evil plans could Dr. Steve be cooking up next? Will Dr. Floyd be able to prevent him from carrying out those plans? And just what happened at that Doctor Who panel with the special guest, David Tennant? Wait a minute. David Tennant is on the Doctor Who panel? I'm out of here. Find out next time on the radio adventures of Dr. Floyd. Episode number SE026 of The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd starred Maura Quirk as Chips. www.mauraquirk.com Chuck McCann as Robert E. Lee, www.chuckmccann.net. Frank Conniff as Ulysses S. Grant, www.cinematictitanic.com. Allison Mork as General Parker. Cecil Castellucci as the special guest narrator, 
www.misscecil.com. Bryce as the waiter, Doug as the sign holder, and Millie and Caitlin as our sound effects technicians. Special thanks to Michael Rayner, www.michaelrayner.com, the staff of Comic-Con International, and Susie Bachoco and Andrea Rubin. Music for this episode by Jody Whitesides, www.jodywhitesides.com. This episode was written by Grant Bachoco. Episode number SE026 of the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd is copyright 2009, Dr. Floyd Industries, LLC. All rights reserved. Clear the airwaves! Clear the airwaves! It's now time for Dr. Floyd's Imagination Nation Rangers secret message for you members of the Dr. Floyd Imagination Nation. Remember, kids, only official radio adventures of Dr. Floyd Imagination Nation Rangers can decode Dr. Floyd's secret message with the secret decoder ring available only from www.imaginationranger.com. All right, grab your secret decoder rings and a pencil and paper and prepare to set your imagination to fun. Remember, Dr. Floyd is counting on you. And here is the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd Imagination Nation Ranger secret message for episode number SE026, Getting Things Signed. Two, five, seven, two, three, fifteen, nineteen, nineteen, twenty-three, seven, eleven, four, and that was a message from Dr. Floyd himself to all his Imagination Nation Rangers. You can join Dr. Floyd's Imagination Nation and become an Imagination Nation Ranger only at www.imaginationranger.com. And until next time, set your imagination to fun. Don't just sit there. You're under strict orders to go to www.perary.com. Hip. Classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre. And the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night. <laughs>